All right, hello everyone, and welcome to Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell, and this time Sam Legault, you've seen him on America's Most Wanted, has a unique premise for us, a unique little uh, game. What well, was a unique last week when we recorded, but you know didn't actually record? Oh yeah, yeah. this is our reconquista of a. Uh, hey, if you uh, ever decide you want to record your own podcast, make sure that little button that says Ghost Power on your interface is pressed in and glowing. Otherwise, you will discover a special dimension of rage. Unlike anything you thought was hiding, like, psychologically inside of yourself. I was, um, apoplectic. And I have been all kinds of genre of angry in my time, like, rejected writings angry, divorce court angry, but... Ghost power button not pressed in during a objectively great Weeaboo Hell recording. I was what the kids used to call butt frustrated. I screamed into my pillow very loudly because I came to realize that the episode had not recorded while I was in bed. So that was the that was the closest thing that I had on hand to commit an act of some form of violence on. I learned that uh the sort of Twitter identitarians might have a point about the concept of internalized racism. Because when this went wrong, I, a black guy, just searching for a curse word, just said, wait, can I, is Weeaboo Hell, do we say it on Weeaboo Hell? Do we? We could. I mean, here's the thing. It's cool for you to say it. However, there are those who probably don't want to hear it. So. Whatever. Hard R. <laughs> that was my first exclamation in that situation. Nonetheless, it is actually a great game. Do you want me to introduce it? you want to introduce it? Uh, I'll introduce it. All right. All right. So we're going to play a game today. Uh, we're going to play a game today because I think I've got a mission, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I love as much as anime? Cooking. Also true. Baseball. Fine choice. Baseball is one of the single fucking joys of existence. And I think more people should know this. And I think one of the reasons that the weeb inclined among us do not like baseball is mostly because of very shitty experiences that they had in high school. Which, fair. I had those same experiences. Or a shitty experience convincing yourself you enjoyed the work of Chris Hardwick. <laughs> you don't. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> if you're smart enough to use Spotify or YouTube or whatever, you don't actually like Chris Hardwick. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, and my team, um, and I think I've mentioned it before, the Mets are doing fantastic this year. Well, they're doing pretty well this year. They're doing way the fuck better than they usually do this year. And it had been on my mind, right? The idea of bringing baseball to those who are perhaps less familiar with it. And not a fault on your part, but I feel like I can make your life better tonight. That's mm-hmm. my goal. Because it's some of the most fun. And I could make it accessible for you. Because here's the game that we are going to play. We're both going to draft a baseball team. Denard is going to draft a baseball team. I am going to draft a baseball team. We are going to do it out of the cast of various anime. In this case, most of these anime are 
decently well known, so hopefully it'll be accessible to most of you. Then again, I've learned over the last several years that there are people who are way the fuck bigger weaves than me. I just don't have the fucking it time. It is a big community. It's a big planet. There are people be pulling stuff from a Shonen Jump one-shot in the fucking 80s. I, if I had that kind of time, I would absolutely love to be that next level into anime. There'd be so much more isekai that I'd have watched and can yell at now. Uh, but alas. I gave myself a soft rule for the enjoyment of the public. Everything I drew from was at least a sleeper hit. Yeah. In like the last, I don't know, 10 years. I have to imagine that at least 60% of our listenership has watched everything that I picked from. So hopefully oh, uh, it's accessible. I'm going to address the elephant in the room. We are not bringing you baseball through sports manga because we just don't care i just i don't give a shit about (laughs) anime i just i I can't do it i i feel like the sports anime weebs are this very discreet part of weebdom and it's not that i dislike any of these people it's that i don't get them as much (laughs) because every time i fucking try with a sports anime dude my fucking eyes glaze over it just never happens for me I don't know what it is. It could be over the top. It could be dramatic, but it just hits that C-span wavelength for Even me. Even fucking so, IQ. Yeah. I try. I tried so hard to like IQ. I I can't do it. I don't get it, guys. So that's the Weeboo Hell thing. Lots of anime. Lots of sports. No, no sports anime. Onwards to the positions. All right. Yeah. So here's how we're gonna do this. I'm gonna take you through the positions. Right. On a baseball team, there's going to be what's called a 40-man roster. On a baseball field, nine of those players will be active at a given time. We're just going to do that that starting day rotation, right? Those nine players, the best players of each position, you know, because they have their various different starting pitchers. You have your relievers. You have your closer, usually just one. Uh, you've got, you know, your first string position players or second string position players etc etc yeah we're here to show off for espn today we're just we're doing nine we're doing nine because i respect your time (laughs) (laughs) starting with the pitcher then the catcher the right center and left field the first baseman the second baseman the shortstop the third baseman and then our closer so i guess it's 10 it's technically 10 yeah (laughs) but it's more fun with a closer. Call it a bonus round. All right. So as we go through this, I'm going to be making this real accessible to all of y'all. I'm going to uh, I'm going to break down what the responsibilities of each position are, what the uh, what the expectations of each one are, the way that they tend to be, that whole thing. The rules were yeah, no sports anime, and we draft personalities. More so than how do how I how do I put this? It's, um, um, we're drafting personalities and letter grade stat lines. We're not doing like shonen power levels. Like we're not just choosing Goku nine times. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm sure like, that nine even Goku's... if we were to just grab someone from Dragon Ball, it would be saying Piccolo has a functioning brainstem or <laughs> Goku strong, as opposed to Goku would be fantastic for when the bench is clear and it's time to fight. Uh, <laughs> because he's he loves that shit. Uh, yeah. I I don't necessarily think that he'd be a fantastic baseball player though. If we do a hockey episode, I guarantee you. 
Oh man, no, half the fucking cast of Dragon Ball would make it into a hockey. I, I wish I fucking knew shit about hockey. I don't. It's baseball and football. Those are the two I inherited from my dad. Those are the two that he watches. Thus, those are the two that I watch. Sorry, everyone. But yeah, it it's more the um, spirit and, well, for lack of a better term, character of the character. Exactly. You'll It'll, it'll become apparent as we go on. Alright, so we're going to start with the pitcher. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So the pitcher's job, you know, in the in the very plainest sense, is to throw the ball so that the batter cannot hit it. It is, of course, more complicated than that, right? So the pitcher needs to be a couple of different things. The first thing that he needs to do, or the first thing that he needs to be, is real fucking cool under fire, right? The pitcher needs to be able to keep his shit together stay calm and thus stay focused and thus be able to throw the pitch that has been called for him the pitch that he is supposed to be throwing he needs to be able to like have a really good poker face right so that you know the opposing batter does not get the idea of what he is about to do or what strategy he is employing right got to be a pretty good team player right because the role of the pitcher is somewhat of a dual slash partnered role i guess you could say mm-hmm. because they are not doing this in isolation they are working with their catcher and i'm going to explain a little bit more about that when we get to the next position which is the catcher the pitcher is not necessarily a strategist so much but they do have to have a head for strategy they also have to have eyes in the back of their heads right because they are going to have to deal with people trying to steal. Now, in this era of baseball, people steal less. The late 80s, early 90s, honestly, when Ricky Henderson was playing, that was when people fucking stole all the goddamn time and it ruled. These days, uh, it, it... Oh, that's when people used to steal in New York, too. Yeah, that... <laughs> the... <laughs> These days in baseball, stealing has... Uh... It's not been beaten out of the sport entirely, but it doesn't happen as often as I honestly think that it should because stolen bases, so much so much goddamn fun. I also think people should steal more outside of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, people could use some more adversity in their lives. <laughs> All right, so they need to they need to be on top of that shit too. They need to, you know, be able to keep an eye, right, on first base uh, and th- because they can't keep an eye on second base because it's behind it, the catcher needs to. Mm-hmm. And we'll be like, sometimes like, I, I was I was doing a, uh, I was pantomiming the catcher pointing at second base right now. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself. The pitcher also, this is a pretty interesting thing, usually can't hit. Uh, because being trained to pitch and being trained to bat are two almost mutually exclusive things. Like, you will occasionally come across the pitcher who can hit. Shohei Otani is the player right now. Uh, he's playing for the LA Angels, which <laughs> I'm so sorry, Show. Oh, is that one of those little feats worse than death? Or It's like um, it's like a Ferrari parked outside of a trailer park home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Shohei Otani is one of those rare players, like Babe Ruth was another one of them, who is a fantastic pitcher. And then is a fantastic hitter, too. And it's honestly not that sustainable. I have to imagine that Shohei is going to have a very notable, very brief career. Because when you are putting that kind of stress on your body that many times, um, 
a you know a week, a month, whatever, uh, it, it, that adds up. He's going to probably have a short career because of injuries, because of, you know, tearing this or pulling that or, you know, having to get this surgery and that one. And that is why this half of the table endorses performance-enhancing drugs. I don't because I'm a little bit of a... It's about human performance, not superhuman performance. I don't care about that shit. I'm sure that... You know, if we used enough fucking science lab bullshit that we could send a baseball to the moon, but that's not why the game is played. I understand, I understand. You don't need ten gorillas hooting at each other. (laughs) That's a different illegal sport. (laughs) Oh, let the record show I don't actually support performance-enhancing drugs and athletics except pro wrestling. I see no reason not to. I mean, like it's it's not real. It's not. It's, 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 it's <laughs> like because of because that is actually real. Like yeah, let them let them be huge. Let them be huge for my entertainment. It's theater anyway. It's like wearing a wig. You can wear a wig, you know, in a play. But I want to focus on the picture. Sure. Yes. Let's go back to the picture. Okay. So on the as of right now, Dale unnamed baseball team. Mm-hmm. For my picture. And once again, we are using the Weeaboo Hell definition of anime. If you dislike it, I don't know, fight. First fight, Sam. I think he thinks more, even more strongly about this than I do, but whatever. I also own a baseball bat. I would love to fight you. <laughs> Threats to our lovely, innocent fan base aside. For my uh, precise, cold-minded pitcher, I chose Azula of the royal family fame. It's a very good choice. For a number of reasons. First off, team player. Who is more of a team player than a booster of a monarcho-fascist state? (laughs) She is all about that team. She's a people person. She's a people person. The people of the Empire. (laughs) Staying cool under fire. She's so cool under the fire. It's a personality disorder. (laughs) A skill and precision-focused combatant. Can't underestimate that in this situation. She's got a fucking hose on her, too. Yep, yep. And, you know, if you just need a target hit downfield, whether or not it's, you know, a civilian or not, this is your girl. And uh, judging by that weird spot on Aang's back, uh, she, you know, relatively precise with it. Yeah, yeah. She she could probably, like, she she could put a fastball right down the middle and have it be, like, Jacob deGrom fucking fast. Like, yeah, it's right down the middle. (laughs) Try and fucking hit it anyway. And, um, you know, we have the bean ball issue, but we'll work on that See, over time. See, here's the thing. Bob Gibson is one of the best pitchers who ever lived, and that guy would fucking hit you. He would hit, If he thought that you were crowding the plate, if you thought that you were being disrespectful, he would fucking hit you. And then he'd strike out the next three guys just so that him hitting you didn't even fucking matter. Oh, um, I would also like to point out the person I almost put in this slot and had to revise it as soon as I heard more information. I almost dropped Ali Al fucking Sanchez in this <laughs> slot. <laughs> and as a good a time fucking Prince Ali would have had with yonder marksmanship, with yonder intimidation. With, <laughs> he is cool under fire for perhaps the wrong reasons. When that team player element comes in, things are going to fall apart relatively quickly. See, I think that Ali Al Sanchez would make a fantastic designated hitter. You know, if he were playing for an AL team, he'd be great at that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, um, turns out to be merely Aladdin. So that's my pitcher, Azula, All of right. the Blue Fire. Fantastic. 
the picture that I have chosen after some amount of conversation with myself, some amount of um, some amount of thought is Mikazuki August from Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. There is not a single goddamn thing on this fucking planet or on Mars or anywhere in between that can ruffle this man's fucking feathers. He is a fucking headhunter <laughs> who will absolutely fucking bean you if you crowd his plate or if you look at your home run or if you even think of fucking celebrating. He will fucking intimidate you into striking out. And then he'll fucking strike you out. He will throw those fucking fastballs. He'll throw those goddamn curveballs. Anything the fucking catcher tells him to do, he'll fucking throw that goddamn pitch. Orgus says you're going out. <laughs> and then it happens. And then it happens. Like, what happened to fucking Kevin Pillar? He'd have done that on purpose. <laughs> what happened to Kevin Pillar? He got hit in the face and it broke his face. Damn. <laughs> he... He's been wearing this fucking um, Cody Rhodes ass mask for the last couple of games. Honestly, it 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 fucking blows what happened to him, and I'm not trying to make light of it. But um, what happened to him was an accident, and Mikazuki would do it on fucking purpose. I can't see one of those masks uh, hearing the Phantom of the Opera organ riff in my head. <laughs> it is unfortunate. It's semblance mm. to. The stupid-ass Cody Rhodes, you broke my face mask. The opera is near. Alright, next position uh, to cover is the catcher. As you guys might have heard, important fellow. Very important fellow. The catcher is the strategist. The catcher is the guy who calls the game. He needs to have a pretty encyclopedic fucking knowledge of the game. Uh, You'll find that... A whole bunch of baseball managers were catchers in their day when they were uh, baseball players because they need to be, like, the biggest fucking nerd on the team in terms of, like, being smart, being able to figure out, you know, what the next pitch should look like, how to get this guy out. They can see the entire field, right? So, like, and they're the only, one of the only players who is going to be looking at the entire field basically the entire time, right? Because even Mm -hmm. your outfielders, who could otherwise see their entire field, they're focused squarely on the batter. They're not looking at everything else the way that the catcher is. The catcher sees the whole field, calls the game, right? They are the ones who are calling all those shots. So they need to be smart. They need to uh, have a good knowledge of the batter, right? Uh, Whether they're lefty or righty, uh, the way that they tend to hit... Uh, are they a slugger or, you know, are barrels overrated, right? That kind of thing. Um, uh, barrels being, um, being a metaphor for, 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 uh, for home runs in this, in this case. Uh, well, that, that slang's intuitive. It's like, yeah, yeah. Arms. Yurichiro Suzuki's of the world. Um, one of the best ball players of all time. Not a slugger. No, the guy would just get the fuck on base. I respect the shit out of Ichiro Suzuki. All right, so they also have to be a team player just as the uh, pitcher does because there's a partnership right mm-hmm. between the pitcher and the catcher the catcher is the one who calls for the uh, who calls for the pitches the pitcher throws them and together you know through that partnership they are trying to strike people the fuck out or get them to ground out or fly out whatever the case may be right if it's like a really fantastic fucking hitter that they do not know that they can strike out the next best option is to get them out of first so that is the job of the catcher. Um, they're also probably going to be giving subtle orders to the rest of the team as well. Very well put. By the way, in case you guys haven't noticed, this is a uh, Sam Legault special. 
Uh, yeah, this uh, this episode was definitely my. I was uh, I was the producer for this episode. I guess. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. So for my team tactician, encyclopedic knowledge, able to reach across the moral aisle in an emergency situation, <laughs> as we've established, it might be important with my pitcher. I simply could not walk away from Ald Noah Zero's own motherfucking Inaho, <laughs> Captain Clutch himself. <laughs> running essentially across different sci-fi societal levels of development on pure goddamn strategy grit. and grit. It's just fucking strategy and grit, and sometimes I guess that's all you fucking need. The on-the-fly analysis to just understand the entirety of a FromSoft games dodge mechanics <laughs> after two rolls. That is what Inaho brings to the table. And also as a personal favorite in terms of performance and characterization, which is important. Mm-hmm. And amidst the many pilots and strategists poking around the back of my head, he is the one in the situation I cannot walk away from. So I am putting forward Inaho. Mick last name. That's good. Uh, Inoho, also somewhat of a slugger himself. That is important. A lot of catchers tend to be kind of sluggers, too. Yes, yes. He can put the ball where it needs to go. He can put that shit in play. All right. My catcher. Uh, this is almost kind of a fucking low ball. <laughs> it's fucking Ed Elric. <laughs> the smartest dude in his show. Oh. Oh, I love Blondie so much. This is this is the man who, hot-tempered though he may be, and yeah, a catcher can start a fight every now and again. That can happen. Hot-tempered though he may be is the one who won all of the fights he did, not because he was the best alchemist. No, it's just because he was the smartest human. Yep. And that is what we need. He's also, though volatile, a pretty good team player, all things considered. You know, he, you know, you, you look at his relationship with Roy Mustang, who himself would be a very good pitcher. Uh, you look at his relationship with Roy Mustang. They never once fucking liked each other. Once. They, like, have an active dislike for one another, and they worked together fantastic whenever they had to. Because the two of them do understand that, you know, it's about the game. Very nice. For the second and last time, I would also like to just point out my rejection or initial impulse. Mm-hmm. Because for a second, for my catcher, I was thinking of fucking Lelouch Lamperouge. <laughs> who has what well, can be generously described as staffing issues. <laughs> Which may pose a problem in his cooperative role. <laughs> I believe if Elouche was my catcher, you would hear a crackle of lightning <laughs> and his last calls for revenge <laughs> as he is deep fried. The other problem, unfortunately, with catcher Lelouch Lamperouge is that as great as he is in a tied game or a winning game, in a losing game, the breakdown will be palpable. I think public. I think even in a tied game it would. If they were ahead, right? If the team that he was on was ahead, and then the opposing team found a way to tie the game, that would be fucking it. He would just be fucking screaming. He wouldn't even be able to call a pitch at that point. Like, if you want to hear a man scream, how is this even possible? How could they have done this? 
the rest of my team will be more about who is there than isn't. I hope you enjoyed that. All right. So uh, we move next to the outfielders. I'm not going to say that right field, center field, and left field are completely interchangeable. Uh, They're not. But the outfielder relies less on instinct and reflexes than the infielders typically do, mostly because when the ball gets to them, all they really need to know is where the fuck it needs to go, right? Uh, And usually by the time it is to them, it's pretty self-explanatory where the ball needs to go. Uh, when you get, when you're an infielder, sometimes there can be gray areas, like where's the force going to go? The force not being the thing from Star Wars, but means that a player is forced to run from one base to another. And thus you need to get the ball there first Mm -hmm. for them to be out and which, which base do you need it to get to? And you need to make this decision like fucking now because of the way that things sometimes go. In the outfield, it's a little bit different. Usually, if the ball has spent that amount of time in play that it has gotten to the outfield, it's a much easier call to make than if it is only spent, you know, a second or two in play by the time that it gets to, let's say, your shortstop, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so because they are all the way out in the outfield, they need to have a fucking arm on them. They need to have an arm on them, and they are often sluggers. Giannis Cespedes, um, who... I don't know what the where the fuck he went. I think he opted out of the 2020 season because of COVID concerns. Fair enough. Not dying is a uh, core weeble help principle. Then he didn't sign with anyone for the 2021 season. He was like our fucking guy from like 2015, you know, onward. And I was uh, I was I was I was sad to see him go. He was an outfielder. I think he switched between like center and left field for most of his career. Who else was a fucking outfielder? I feel like Bonds was an outfielder. Or Pujols. Either Pujols or Bonds. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least one of those two is an outfielder. Um, outfielders are often sluggers. And sometimes, this is a stereotype, mm-hmm. um, certainly, but a lot of the time, like, you put the slugger in the outfield because they don't necessarily, like, they're not there to be a good fielder. They're there, <laughs> to, they're there to give you fucking home runs. And so you put them in the outfield where they can like do the least amount of damage i guess (laughs) defensively this is a stereotype that somewhat denigrates the role of an outfielder and sometimes an outfielder can be they can turn fucking plays that will make you think that you were dreaming like the catch Mm -hmm. uh willie may's the catch um one of the most famous plays in baseball history where might have to get the whole geography thing for this one. yeah yeah yes so in the um (sighs) Was the tiebreaker something like that? It was like the 1950 whatever equivalent of like the NLCS. Uh, he okay. was playing for the Giants. I think they were facing the not the Indians in Israel. Um, Braves. I'm gonna say the Braves. I think I'm wrong though. And this was the big fucking moment, right? Um, this was either gonna be the walk off or it was going to be the end of the game. Uh, and the dude at the plate fucking slugged one, right? Mm -hmm. And two things then needed to happen. A, this catch needed to be goddamn made. B, if the catch is made, it needed to be tossed the fuck to the infield to get that out. When a ball is hit as hard as this ball was hit, usually neither of those two things are going to be possible because the polo grounds, the place Mm -hmm. where the, um, 
where the New York Giants, uh, back when they were the New York Giants, uh, before they moved to San Francisco, back where they used to play, this was this big rectangular kind of field where it was very easy to get a home run if you, um, you know, if you put it a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, but center field basically went on forever. It looked like a bowling alley. Uh. Um, when this guy hit it to deep, 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 deep center, right? It wasn't going to be a home run, but it was going to be hard to get out there because of the size of that outfield. So Willie Mays, he fucking made it there. He had to run fast and far to get all the fucking way out there. And then he had to, you know, get the ball from his mitt to his hand, which does actually take a second, and fucking toss the goddamn thing to the infielders. The Giants won that game. Uh, it is, again, one of the most famous plays in baseball history, so I'm not going to put down the rule of the outfielder because they can do some incredible shit sometimes. And it's really fucking cool watching an outfielder stop a home run, like getting up mm. there above the wall and putting your hand out. It's good shit. It's such good baseball. So thus moved by Sam's inspiring tale of the catch, none of these are um, being babysat by the role in my three picks. Mm-hmm. If I were to do that, I might drop like Thorkel in there <laughs> of just, of hit ball go home. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all three of my picks here, I think, would also be very good at the sort of clutch air launch, reaching above the rafters kind of thing, like the kind of catch where you steal a ball from a child, basically. Exactly. Yes. Right outfield, we have Shin of Kingdom Fame. Who, first off, I think is not aware that he is hitting options that are not home runs. <laughs> he will break bats, balls, catcher's hands. He will just fucking scoop those things. Moreover, super just into this whole vertical leap thing, which I think will be very important yes. for making clutch catches. And honestly, in terms of just maneuvering the ball around the field, it sort of has that wider battlefield vision that I think will be very important for winning instead of losing mm. so i motivated to shin there from again the military manga and theoretical anime tears streaming down my face kingdom <laughs> left outfield just left fielder me very smart left fielding man <laughs> all right left fielder afro of afro samurai fame it's a good choice it is Simply a great mixture of what I imagine is the hitting power and technique and the, the kind of interceptions that we are looking for here. The guy is focused. The guy is ready to yeet this object in the atmosphere. He's fast. He could get and there. And very fast. Yeah, he could like get to that fucking ball. That's acrobatic. I th he, in my mind, is just sort of the total package for what we're after for this position. Mm -hmm. And two great movies. The second one has very silly voiceovers from Lucy Liu. Which what makes more me, could you want? Yeah, which makes me smile because I'm a Mortal Kombat fan. I don't know. <laughs> Center fielder. When I chose him last episode, I f totally forgot the baseball episode, by the way. So I'm not that bad of a min-maxer. Just know that. But for similar reasons as Afro, I could not walk away from Mugen, who I think also has the benefits as in, in the center field of just being extremely unconventional in terms of movements. He will throw one or two people off on the return. Mm. And honestly, just a speed and flexibility that you can't walk away from along with just, again, ball-damaging hitting power. Yeah. 
And those are my fielders. My fieldsmen. My fieldingtons. I think they're called fieldingtons. Oh, yes. uh, for the record, that's obviously playing off my own ignorance, not a sports ball thing. If I make a sports ball joke, you can mail a hand grenade to my house. And- <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. We won't press charges. Yeah. All right. So my uh, my outfielders, I'll kind of just bang it out one after a fucking other. Right field, Pokemon Trainer Red. <laughs> this is the man who went to Mount Silver and just hung out there for two years for fucking fun. Just because he could. Because he's that fucking hardcore. Do we call my uh, rant on it basically being a sports game setup? It is, yeah, no. Like and Pokemon is a sports game and he is the champion of the sport. <laughs> I like just just from that alone, he could be the champion of this sport. This is a man who would be chasing Barry Bonds' homer record. By the way, I see him being a goddamn slugger and a half. Man, just piping Bret Hart's music. Exactly. Center fielder, guts. It's guts. I have to imagine his only weakness would be he would probably try to fight the pitcher if the pitcher ever hit him. When he even accidentally when he put guts down. I almost quit because I got fucking scooped. <laughs> <laughs> My left fielder. Oh, and, and like both of these, both of these guys would be fine as fielders too, or as outfielders too. Um, red especially, I think. My left fielder, and there's a little bit of galaxy brain here for my for my choice of left fielder. It's Toff Beifong, who, again would just be hitting dingers left and fucking right <laughs> in the batting order. But here's the thing. Blind, yes. Yeah, I understand that. That You might think of that as a weakness. But here's my galaxy brain reasoning for why it is not. When a ball is hit, when a pop fly is hit, and it approaches the outfield, the outfielder will look up, and they will not see the ball. No, they will see the sun. Because they have these weak, weak <laughs> eyes... And their souls are held down by their eyes. Toph suffers no such detriment. Toph cannot be undone by the sun because the sun has no effect on her. She will merely sense the vibrations of the... Yes, she'll merely... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking going with it. She will merely sense the vibrations of the ball coming towards her. The subtle vibrations in the air. Great. By the way, you are building team... Banned for fighting. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, it's... it's. <laughs> One of these days, y'all should do yourself a favor and look up a brawl that happened between... I think it was the 1980... God. No, it might have even been the 70s. I think it was like the 1983 Padres and Braves. And it was... A fantastic goddamn fight. There are people all the fuck over one another. It was adapted into the uh, 3-6 Mafia song, Hit a Motherfucker. The Braves-Padres fight and the uh, Mets-Phillies fight of 1990. Two of the best fucking giant-ass brawls that have ever been conducted on a ball field. You can learn so much about self-defense. So we move on to first baseman, right? First Mm -hmm. baseman... Needs to um needs to have a couple of things. First of all, they need to have fantastic goddamn reflexes because uh the ball is going to get to the first baseman more than it is to anyone else. I think technically the pitcher gets throwing the ball more often than the first baseman. Sure, but when the ball is in play, the first baseman is going to be the one who catches it most often because the play is usually to first. Sometimes it's to third. 
slightly less than that, it is to second. Sometimes it's to home too, but usually it's to first because that is the easiest out that you can get. The only reason that you're not throwing to first is because it is more urgent to throw to third or home. Usually it's okay. Not okay to get, let someone get to second, but it's usually thought of as more acceptable to let someone get to second than it is to get to third or home, and it's just easier to get someone out at first, right? So they need to... They need to be able to get that fucking ball that's coming towards them, right? They need to have fantastic reflexes. They need to be a left-hander, usually. Um, they, yeah, they're just usually a lefty, and then third okay. baseman is usually a righty. That just, uh, that is just a, um, a thing that happens sometimes. They're also, they also need to be like pretty flexible too. And when I say flexibility, I mean that they actually literally need to be flexible, right? <laughs> so because they, you need to sort of reach to get a ball that is being thrown to you, right, with your foot still on the base because that's how the rules of baseball work. They're not out unless your foot is on the base or unless you tag them with the ball, right, When you once you are in possession of the ball. It needs to be one or the other, and usually it's the, uh, usually it's the foot on the base thing, right? So you need to reach off the plate, catch a ball um, that is being thrown to you from across the infield sometimes, and, you know, in, in that case, you know, slightly less accurately than you might want. Right, and then has still have your foot on the plate when that is caught before the uh, the runner can get to you. You got to be like in real fucking good shape. You cannot be a slow person. A catcher can be slow. Mm -hmm. a, a pitcher can be as slow as he fucking wants because pitchers very rarely get on base. They're there to fucking pitch the ball. They're not there to hit. In the case of the American League, they don't hit at all. I don't love that. I don't like. The idea of the designated hitter, quite honestly. We are not unquestioning fans of the sports room. I am. Um, I mean, well, I am an NL guy. They sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's a lot of fun because Jacob Degrom has a fucking 450 batting average. That's nuts. He's been out the plate 20 times this season, and he's gotten on base. I'm pretty sure nine of those 20 times. That's more than fucking um Lindor, right? And Lindor you is a goddamn sharp split. snap. Okay, Lindor is. We paid, I think, possibly the most money that any team has ever paid for a player for Lindor. And Lindor's batting like 190 this uh, this season. Oh, um, that's another uh, benefit of uh, assorted sports fandoms. You can just watch quantities of money that introduce rage and jealousy into your eyes fly around. Uh, he, he gets booed sometimes at home because of how expensive he is and how much he is not producing runs. That is hilarious. Now, first baseman. Yeah. Very important. The point that stuck out to me, reliability, reliability, consistency, reliability. Mm -hmm. And for coming through every fucking time, I could not walk away from my boy Tenji Rogue. <laughs> from Demon Slayer. He could get to that fucking ball, absolutely. Who will get to that ball... Who is honestly has a good mind for the sort of cross training kind of mentality that's going to be required here? Yeah, absolutely. Scarboy is ready. <laughs> I don't know if the league is ready for Scarboy, but Scarboy is ready for the league. <laughs> so I'm going to give him that first baseman slot. That is a fantastic choice. I am a little bit jealous of that choice, or I would be had I not picked my first baseman. And yes, this is. One of the most, like, ejectable fucking lineups I think that you could ever fucking put together. 
my choice for first baseman. Maybe you love him. Maybe you hate him. You gotta respect him, because he can fucking get it done. It's Bakugo from Hiroraka. I hope you're ready for the audience to throw shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you hate him? I don't fucking give a shit. He's a bad guy, absolutely, like fucking Keith Hernandez. I liken him to anime Keith Hernandez in uh, in this situation, because he'd be one of the best fucking players to ever fucking sets foot on first base he would hit the goddamn ball he would be a mean asshole while he was doing it it's like fucking team taz here (laughs) (laughs) well no because he's focused he can stay focused Mm -hmm. it's true don't you know anyway so it's bakugo uh and bakugo could get the fuck on base too that's the other thing no he wouldn't just get on base. He would hit fucking dingers. <laughs> Bakugo would hit fucking dingers. We saw him fucking do it in like the first little arc where they were testing how strong they were. He might even go for a dinger when it is tactical and responsible to bunt. <laughs> <laughs> the captain wants him to stop pointing to the stands. <laughs> if he were like the leadoff hitter. You know, he would not try to get on base so that other so that he could be an RBI and there could perhaps be a two-run homer or might not. No, he would just try to hit that home run so that he could pad his fucking stats. <laughs> he knows that arbitration's coming up. Uh, Actually, no, I don't even think he'd care about arbitration. He just wants to hit as many fucking home runs as he can so he could prove that he's better. Great. Now, base number two. All right, so second baseman so the second baseman is a little bit it's a little bit harder to nail down their responsibilities than it is like the first the shortstop or third right Mm -hmm. but um basically the second baseman they're going to be involved in a whole lot of double plays or attempts at double plays um right the force out is often not to second base in like unless it's the case of a double play uh this is not an always sort of situation but just often right? They need to be pretty quick on their feet as well. They need to have really good range. They need to be able to shift sometimes uh, because, all right, so there's this thing in baseball these days that they might be about to outlaw called the shift, which is uh, when a left-handed batter, uh, when a left-handed batter comes up and they know that he is going to, you know, hit the ball to right field, right? You know, whether he lines it or grounds it to right field. Um, They will just abandon third base entirely Uh. just like the third baseman will abandon third base entirely and he'll go to where the shortstop is and the shortstop will go to where the second baseman is and the second baseman will basically be a shortstop in between first and second base so that they can fucking get this guy the fuck out now this has been called extremely (laughs) fucking cheap by some people and i'm 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 forced to kind of agree just a little bit. I think they should change this rule because it makes me laugh (laughs) and I have a really bitter, vindictive sense of humor. So if I get any yucks out of something in this port, there's a problem. (laughs) Because that means it's designed to make a specific person's days worse. The, um... The second baseman has to be prepared to be in a couple of different places, often all in the same play. Um, they need to be able to move out to right field to make a relay play, uh, because sometimes, like, the idea is that, uh, the outfield is so far away that the outfielder will not be able to throw the ball far enough, uh, so the 
second baseman who is closest to the outfield, right? Um, who's closest to all parts of the outfield specifically needs to be able to get out there, get the, uh, catch, you know, the ball that is thrown to them and then get it to the proper baseman, right? Usually in that case, the shortstop moves to cover second in the case that there is a forced out at second, right? They need to have reflexes. They need to be really quick thinking, right? They need to be able to, um, to figure out what they need to do the second the ball is in play. Yeah, that is more or less the responsibilities of the second baseman right there. So something that you emphasize in this and in your original run in our poor, dearly departed lost episode. The lost ep- oh man, I never thought that we were going to have a lost episode. <laughs> it do be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is the number of situational hats this person has to wear mm-hmm. at second base. And I thought about that. And... I thought about a character's journey to being one of the more adaptable people out there in both the gag value and in some of the series character too. And I want to put my president and yours, Shirogane, in this chair. <laughs> Yuki Shirogane. As he has had athletic flexibility, physical flexibility of every type battered into his poor, unwilling body he- until he... <laughs> became a sportsman he can be taught he can be taught he has been taught more importantly beyond the actual gag uh-huh. is the fact that in the whole mental tug of war he was always the sort of think on the fly reacting one yes he was which, less prep time he was more react guy which i think having that mental slow-mo will make a big difference in things like you know conducting a shift or just Knowing what version of well, no, the, the shift the shift is a plan. The though. shift the shift happens while the bladder is still at best. But a lot of the other shit you described, like sure, a lot yes. of like on the fly adaptation, you know, like yeah, yeah, yada, move yada, to yada. this place, move to that place, go to the outfield, that kind of thing, yeah. Which I think will serve him well, mm-hmm. and he will have the power of simping on his side, which I think is a good intangible. I think so too, and that is my second base, Chad. <laughs> My second baseman, and again, this is an anime. If you don't think so, then fuck you and fight me. <laughs> Trevor Belmont. You just you just love those those mid game fights. You just can't get enough of. I I just can't fucking get enough because here's the thing. Can a team get a three game suspension? He was asked. A forced forfeiture is, I think, the worst thing that can happen to a team. Uh, I'll have to look that up though. It, it it very it very rarely happens. Usually, just a whole bunch of players get thrown out, and the team is crippled for it. Ah. <laughs> the thing about Trevor Belmont is that he was asked to do so many goddamn things, and he fucking did them. No matter how hard it was, he got it the fuck done. He was resourceful. He was quick on his feet. He was quick, uh, quick in his head, quick thinking. There we go. Yep. And he was always far more capable than his groans, you know, seemed to imply that he was. He was a Swiss army knife. No, he was a Swiss army. Into... He was the entire Swiss army. He was, he was. My dumb line was, he was a Swiss army knife bought into a sword fight and he did that too. And he did that fucking too. You're goddamn right he did. Oh, I truly, truly enjoy that man. And the concept of death did not. He didn't enjoy the concept of death. 
<laughs> he didn't enjoy most things. No, he uh, he was he was a deeply unhappy man. <laughs> Although he seemed to be getting over it by the end, so that that's nice. I'm he earned his romantic pairing. I'm glad I'm glad the journey that he went that he went on. If anyone deserves a magical waifu. <laughs> okay, so the next. The next, uh, the next position. Shortstop, writing a big one. Shortstop, yeah. Okay, so a lot of fucking superstars, uh, were shortstops in their day. Uh, like, who, who is the biggest name in baseball of the last 30 years? There's two options. Um. Oh, am I, oh, this is me this, coming in. Sorry. I mean, Derek Jeter is just the name that everyone yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, it's Derek Jeter. Fires out. Um, the other name is Barry Bonds, but the uh, the correct answer here is Derek Jeter, um, who is a better player, was a better player than Barry Bonds. Uh, Barry Bonds uh, loved his fruits and vegetables. Was he a... loved his diet and exercise. <laughs> he loved his diet and exercise. And I, it's incredible what that consistent nine hours of sleep a day did for Barry Bonds. Like, all you need. That's all you need. That's all you need to do. You just need to eat right, exercise regularly, get nine hours of sleep between you know, every me. night, and you too can get past... I think it was 748 um, career home runs. And you, too, can find Tarzan as a youth and teach him to survive in the jungle. (laughs) It's okay that you're making that one. Right? (laughs) Uh, No, Derek Jeter is the better player of the two of them. I would pick him for my team any fucking day of the week uh, because... And this is a Mets fan, right? The man spent his entire career with the fucking Bronx Zoo. I respect the fuck out of Derek Jeter. He was a stand-up guy. He was a fantastic goddamn player. He'd probably still be able to play pretty goddamn well if he were to come back, you know, and play just a game with the Yanks, right? Uh, anyway, the shortstop. The shortstop. They need... The function. Yeah, they need to be able to goddamn dive. Because here's the thing. Most human beings on this earth are right-handed. Most of them are going to be sending any grounders or liners in the direction of the shortstop. That's just the way of things. Just the way that you are going to be standing there with your bat, with your Mm -hmm. right hand above your left hand, right? And thus directing the bat. That's just where it's going to go. That's why the shortstop exists. Because most hitters are just going to hit it towards, uh, towards where the shortstop has to stand. If... Things were different if the if human beings had evolved somewhat differently, and eighty percent of us were lefties instead of righties. Uh, the shortstop would be in between first and second base, but that is not how things played out. So they need to be able to get that catch. They need to be able to shift positions just like the uh, just like the second baseman does. But usually the shortstop is pretty critical in um is pretty critical in keeping a double or a triple from happening. Because if the ball gets past him and goes to left field, it is a long distance between left field and first base. They're probably going to get past first base. They might get to second. Who knows? They might even get to third. So it could Insert be maniacal laughter. It could be problematic. It can often be problematic. Usually just second. Someone get, might get canceled. It could be a problem. So they need to be the guy to make that goddamn save. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it be catching the grounder and throwing it to first or just catching the liner. Right? They often just tend to be pretty good hitters, too. Just as a matter of course, like, Lindor, historically, has been a fantastic hitter. Having a little bit of a slow start to this season, admittedly. But, uh, no, the guy went to the home run derby for a reason. Uh, you know, Jeter. 
somewhat of a slugger, but mostly just a base hitter. And I, again, I respect the shit out of base hitters. Mm-hmm. Oh God, who am I forgetting? I feel like Ichiro was a first baseman. He might have been a second baseman. Oh God. You can call us out on that one if we're wrong. In fact, just just do the mail a grenade thing again. That, that's flexible. You can recycle I'm that. I'm pretty sure Ichiro was a first base. I'm looking it up right now because like. No, he was an outfielder. What do I know? Oh man, now I'm definitely getting that grenade. <laughs> uh anyway, uh no, they need to be fast, they need to be able to fucking dive, right? They need to be able to dive and then fucking throw. Uh sometimes they need to be able to jump. Again, I I'm a Mets fan, but watching Jeter play back in his prime was actually kind of a goddamn sight to see. He is, in fact, one of the best ball players to have ever lived. There's no question about this. He deserved 100% of the votes for the Hall of Fame. He got all but one, and I have to imagine that that one voter was from Boston. <laughs> it was J-Lo's ex. <laughs> oh, fucking Alex <laughs> I motherfucking bet. Uh, okay, so that is um, that is the shortstop. Although I was a little bit roundabout in describing it. So for my star here, mm-hmm. for the person with the speed, the fucking third person shooter dodge roll maneuvers, mm-hmm. the fucking dickhead attitude that will be essential as well. Not essential, but the shortstop. Can very much be a dick. I don't think that Jeter was much of one, but, like, they absolutely can be and often are, yes. Oh, yeah. Speed, precision, total reliable cog here. Oh, I fucking the, Fernando Tatis Jr. How did I fucking forget him? He's a shortstop. He's the coolest motherfucker in sports the right jorts now. of stardom upon Revy of Black Lagoon for this role. That's such a fucking fantastic, enviable goddamn choice. Who will bring... The quick draw Maga energy that the as of yet unnamed Dale team needs to thrive. Yeah, she she could fucking do it. I think she'd Would she be a slugger or would she be like a base hitter? I feel like she could get doubles pretty goddamn easily. Base hitter is my instinct almost purely on the sort of dual wielding of Yeah, because like it's, it's, gone. it's not like it's she doesn't Yeah, no, she's because of the fucking cutlass. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, I'm absolutely going to say that she gets the fuck on base and she could probably steal too. Oh, they're called cutlasses because they're on the boat. Because like yeah. like a, a pirate. Pirate. I've watched that show somewhere close to a dozen times all the way through and that did just connect with me, yes. It's funny how it works, right? Yes, yes, Fernando Tazis Jr. is in fact a shortstop, and what a goddamn shortstop. Educational. Now, the shortstop of the as yet unnamed Sam Legault team. The problem with most people when they need to make that diving save, um, the problem is that their soul is held, <laughs> down, is held down by gravity, and Char Aznable's is not. You know, I never considered it. I never just thought about that physics class equation just the man can hit the man is fast the man is so goddamn fast he doesn't even have to be that strong of a new type to be as fast as he is and i think an ace pilot could definitely be an ace shortstop his new type status is borderline trivia next to this fast thing 
it's he doesn't need it. I mean, he has it. He doesn't need as much. It helps. It definitely does help. But, you know, like, where in the case with Amuro, where it was because he was such a powerful new type that he was able to keep up with Char, and eventually, yes, eventually surpass him as they got mm-hmm. into their uh, to their 20s and 30s. But he very much invested in the RPG god stat. Yes, yeah, no, he, um... You know, he took he took fucking caster levels. <laughs> what do you want? What am I gonna do? Not cast Circle of Death. <laughs> All right. So we move on to the third baseman. Um, oh, it's also worth doing that just as a star slash media figure, Shar. Yeah, no, he he could be that fucking like. He has that fucking big dick energy. I feel like big dick energy as a term has been a little bit overused, but no one has it more than him in that goddamn franchise. Maybe Ali Alsaches, maybe. <laughs> but the fucking Char has the most consensual. The, big god, dick the goddamn fucking swing dick energy that that motherfucker possesses. He could fucking go in front of those press conferences and call the fucking reporters names and get away with it. I came here to laugh at you. <laughs> That'd be a fun one to say. Absolutely, he could probably be making faces at the goddamn hitter and piss them off to the point where they give. There, actually, I think that might not be allowed, but uh, he'd do it anyway. I he mean, fucking if... dropped a colony. Well, he tried. He did try. Well, no, he he did drop an asteroid on Nepal. As I remember. Did not remember that. Well, that was the very beginning of Shar's counterattack. Uh right, right, right. Okay. We move on to the final position. Second to last position, because we're doing closers too. Um, closing pitchers, that is. Uh the third baseman. There's a lot of pressure on the third baseman. They need to be almost as cool under fire as the pitcher. They need to be able to keep their cool. They are like a lot fucking rides on the third baseman when the chips are fucking down. When the third baseman needs to be in the play, it means that there are runners in scoring position. And if there are runners in scoring position, then those runners might score. Uh, They are more likely to score if he fucks up. So he cannot fucking fuck up. I believe that the third baseman, uh, or third base, is actually slightly closer to home home base than the first base is. Which you would think... Did not know that? Yeah, because... You would think that the baseball diamond is completely symmetrical. Um, sometimes it is not. Uh, so there is some stuff that the third baseman sometimes needs to get up to. A lot of the hilarious games of tag uh, happen between third base and home. Um, and so they need to be able to chase, too. Right? Uh, and they need to have a fucking arm too, because it is actually quite a throw from third base to first base. And that is mm-hmm. often the throw that needs to be made. Uh, so that is a quality that they must also possess with those in mind. Tell me your pick. So this one came to me relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. I in fact could not turn away the possibility Yeah, because the person in this position needs to get their man. <laughs> and I, Cannot turn away from the psychopath hound Shinya Kogami. <laughs> Very good. In this pose. Trying, perhaps too hard, to make that sliding tackle. <laughs> and yes, I will admit in my own right, there is an ejection or two that may occur. <laughs> but after that incident, he will bide his time largely. <laughs> 
And I don't know, maybe the manager has a nice dominator on him. Yeah, that's going to be the trick, isn't it? But I'm a big fan of Kogami in this position. All right, that's a, that's a great choice. Um, I had made a choice. I actually kind of just changed my mind now. Okay. Um, my third baseman, Jigen from <laughs> from uh, from Loop in the Third. Like this motherfucker is goddamn unflappable. <laughs> just he just he just needs a cigarette and he's fine. He'll just do it between uh, between innings, but he won't fucking miss. The other reason that Jigen would make a perfect fucking third baseman is because the man for a living is basically the babysitter of a goddamn human chimpanzee. Yeah. He is that calm. He is that goddamn collected. He is that able to fucking put up with it. So that gun might as well be full of monkey tranquilizer. When the fucking when the fucking chips are down, you can rely on him to be there to make that goddamn play, to make that goddamn uh, tag and to run down that dude. <laughs> I support it. I support it. I think he'd also work pretty well with with Ed Elric, the catcher, too. Like they could they could get that guy in between third and home. Oh, uh, he's got the signals memorized too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the bonus round uh, because starting pitchers, right, are fucking movie stars, but mm-hmm. closers can also be goddamn stars. There are a few pitchers, and I'm going to be fucking talking up another goddamn Yankee. Mariano Rivera was one of the best pitchers of all time, and he was a closer. I admire you humbling yourself for our purpose here today, Sam. Juris Familia of the Mets was a closer. He's now a reliever. He was a closer. He's getting a little older. He's not quite the pitcher he used to be. But in his prime, that man fucking shut out the innings. Or he would he would just fucking... They would put him in, in the like eighth or ninth, and that would just be it for the rest of the fucking game. Because that's that's the thing. Getting getting that insurance, making sure that they do not fucking come back, that is the job of a closer. And the chips are really down then, because if they come back, and if they come back in a big enough way, it's over. That's it. So again, you need to be calm, you need to be collected, and you need to have a plan to kill every fucking batter you meet. So, with that in mind... Who do you pick as your closer? Now, in yonder closing position, once again, someone who can absolutely plan in this high crisis situation, Mm -hmm. someone who can thrive in this high crisis situation. I went for less of a conventional calm and more of a person that lives and molds the chaos. Oh, the other thing about relievers and closers is that they're often brought in when there's like two runners on base and not enough outs to end the inning fast enough. Yes, a person that has lived in Problem Town, brought property there, raising two kids whose name they can't remember. I have picked up Joseph Joestar for this purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Who has just walked in to this field. There are three people on base, there's this guy in this black knight armor just sort of tapping this thing that's supposed to be a bat on the plate. (laughs) And we just need to make sure that this guy does not put that in play. Next thing you're going to say is you can't walk me. (laughs) I think he would thrive. You do know who else would thrive. Would be my pick for closing pitcher. 
his grandson, Jotaro Kujo, who is completely unable, completely, just almost, almost neurodivergently unable <laughs> to give One a shit, say. to give a shit about problems. <laughs> No matter how big the problem might be, he's just annoyed by them at worst. There could be a Munich Olympic situation. <laughs> and that is all you'd get from him after he throws one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three to end the fucking inning. And seal this goddamn win. Great. Split the fucking door in their face on this goddamn game in the ninth. A little bit of a family rivalry for the, uh, the cheap seats. I've got a sort of bonus bonus round. Okay. Do you have a name for your team? I was thinking another good bonus bonus round would be a manager. I'll play that. Okay, we're going to do the manager first. We'll do the manager first. <laughs> so when you're in the AL Anime League, mm-hmm. leadership is big. Yeah. Sometimes you're just outgunned, outspent, half your team's injured... And sometimes that means a motivating speech. Sometimes it means discipline. Sometimes you might even need to slap a motherfucker. (laughs) And that is why Captain Bright (laughs) is the leader of my fucking team. The manager. Is a fucking inspired goddamn show. (laughs) Thank you. The eternal fucking captain. Tis essential. Tis essential. And before, before this season is over, Joseph and Revy are getting slept. <laughs> <laughs> Probably multiple times. Um. All right. So in the complete opposite direction, do you know who is fantastic at playing to people's strengths without them even fucking knowing about it? Who is fantastic at knowing his enemy, knowing how to fucking beat them? Being underestimated by them the entire goddamn way. Who even underestimates himself sometimes, but is able to pull it off even in the direst of circumstances? This isn't what you're thinking, but for a second I thought Gakuto from Prison School. <laughs> Interesting guess, it's Rock from Black Lagoon. Goddamn. <laughs> who would be fucking Joe Torre fucking uh, Tony La Russa levels of fantastic goddamn manager. You'd have a nicely oiled machine there. Absolutely goddamn lootly. I've been name dropping all sorts of fucking Yankees this entire goddamn night. I Well yeah, they bought the sport for 10 years, I understand. That. I do actually respect the organization these days because um, I want to say at the very least a plurality if not a majority of their players are homegrown talent who came up through their farm system so i like that that's cool that's cool they're not just like buying the dudes who you know were the stars of the nlcs last year the alcs last year um they're just they are raising their own children so to speak that is i respect the shit out of the modern yankees even if i hate them and i do and Thank you, everyone, uh, for tuning into the Yankees Lovecast. Nah, we still, we still got one more thing for you. Which names. is names. Unfortunately, I got scooped on Char Aznable. Mm-hmm. But I cannot walk away from my name from the second it flashed in my head. I think that my team, I'll have to go with, will be the side four droppers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that, and my team is going to be called the Shuichin R-Guys. <laughs> 
because I couldn't find a place for our guy on this team, but for the name and the mascot. He's our guy. Now, in-universe, the Droppers might be an insensitive title, but sports teams have gone way with and continue to get away with worse, so... Um, way the fuck worse. The Washington Football Organization. <laughs> I fucking love that they just don't have a fucking name yet. It's incredible. They might not. Like, they might just always be called the Washington Football Team. Are they going to be like a Clint Eastwood character for the rest of... <laughs> Alright, so my idea for them is they rename themselves the Washington Railroad. Here's why. Um, Washington, D.C. is a gigantic Amtrak hub. Mm-hmm. A train motif is missing from professional sports, but would be really cool. You could have, like, a fun, like, mascot thing where, like, there's a bunch of dudes who are, like, dressed like the individual cars who, like, run out onto the field during halftime or something like that. It could be cute. The kids would love that. You could tie it to the Underground Railroad, right? Ah. And sort of... Make, do a little bit of work to, you know, um, let's say redeem yourselves after that many fucking years of being called, you know, the thing that you were called. <laughs> it's great when you're not sure you're allowed to say the fucking team name. There are so many goddamn, like, cheers and fucking hooting and hollering that the fans could do about their, how bad how are there no... Dr- breaks on this train or whatever if they happen to be having a great season you've got a default tra- tailgate group dance. right there's like that like there's a fucking gears of war character who's like his name was a fucking joke about a train and he was a football player there's actually one big problem with them being the washington railroad why is that which is that if they chew the name they'll owe some motherfucking royalties you hear me <laughs> i'm coming for you this episode is dated time stamped <laughs> So I would like them to be called the Washington Railroad. I'd That'd like my cool. fucking money. <laughs> or like the Washington Locomotives or something like No, no, I like the Railroad better. I like Railroad better. Um, Cleveland, it is entirely likely uh, that they are going to be renamed the Spiders after this season. Huh. I really, I want it so bad. They've come up with fan logos for the Spiders that are so goddamn cool. Nope. It's like a C with a bunch of legs. That would be cool. That right? would be cool. Peter Parker would appreciate it. Yeah. So we could call the Braves the Cokeheads. I'm into it. We because you know, Atlanta. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it tracks. Also, I hate them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. The Chiefs we don't have to rename, but we do need to rebrand because they are named after just this dude who was called the Chief, right? That's fine. Let's just talk uh, logos. But yeah, yeah, logos. Mm. You can't see the uh, sort of open mouth clenched teeth I'm doing here, folks, but trust it's me. It's not great. It's very reactable. Anyway, today we just want to expand your horizons a little, show you that there's a lot of fun to be had with sports, despite what sports anime might have you think. I think, I really do think that when you think about baseball, you can compare it a whole lot to things like Pokemon and D&D, because there's these giant fucking stat sheets that you could really sink your teeth into, and the strategies do feel somewhat like Pokemon, like the whole shift thing that I was talking about. That's just the name of an entire style of play in Pokemon, where you are told what the next Pokemon coming up is going to be and are allowed to shift out to match, you know, to uh, to better adapt to the Pokemon that is coming out, right? Mm-hmm. That's That's basically what the shift is, right? That's basically what bringing in a reliever to deal with a specific hitter, and that is sometimes done, is. So... Maybe it's not as different 
from what you love as you think. Maybe it can become something that you love as it is something that I absolutely fucking love. And I'm sure many of you may be embittered against various strains of athletics because of all your personal stories. But try it, and if I'm wrong, you can mail me $200. (laughs) Catch you later. This has been Weeaboo Hell. It's It's Weeaboo Hell. Weeaboo Hell.